PA Turnpot is brought to you free by Anchor. On today's episode, a couple of mailbag questions, Thursday night football review, Sixers review, Major League Baseball award winners, a couple of really difficult Eagles questions, our week 11 picks, and top five Thanksgiving foods. But first, a word about our sponsor, Anchor. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of the PA Turnpot, episode number Brian Dawkins, Weapon X. Episode number George Niang. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode number Markel Fultz of the podcast. Yes. I am Rob, joined as always by a man who is thrilled to celebrate the 17th anniversary of the Malice at the Palace. 1000. Mr. Joel. Yes. Malice at the Palace. I knew where I was. <laughs> Sat down in front of Sports Center, Dan Levy, SVP, going at it. I'm pretty sure those were the two people there. It's like we spoke it into existence because we brought it up last episode and then all of a sudden today turns out to be the 17th anniversary of it. That's so ironic. I watched it. It was only like a three-minute thing. It was, was it? made out to be this like two-hour melee. It was like a three-minute little fight. Like two fans got punched. A bunch of people went up in the stands. Well, what counts as the fight? The initial shove by Ben Wallace or the the moment the drink lands on Ron Rock's <laughs> Well, wasn't our test laying on the scores table? Yeah, just chilling. Why? Because he didn't want any beef. And he was Get just your like, elbows no, off the scores table. You have some respect. I mean, manners on that man. Didn't your mother tell you not to put your elbows on the scores table? Well, that's because that's, that was his uh, raw version. Now he became Meta World P, so I'm yeah. sure he would never do that again. Then he went up into the stands and beat the crap out of some fat dude. And then Steven Jackson followed. And then Reggie Miller was in a really, really big suit. Um, <laughs> Larry Brown made a cameo. What a world. What a time to be alive in. Yeah, the no Malice kidding. at the Palace. Um, but I'm doing well. It's uh, Friday. You know what that means, the loosey-goosey. We have a lot to cover, man. I yeah, mean, there's a lot here. A lot to cover. Uh, Sixers. Yesterday's debacle of a game that I clearly forgot about. I oh, can't boy. even tell you if I if I picked the team. It was I very forgettable. Remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> Did you it fall was asleep? very forgettable. Yes. So you at least knew there was a game and attempted to, you know, watch it. I just yeah. completely disregarded it, didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, I guess this week there's no game. Well, what I did is I took a shower before the game started and then took my three sleeping bills and then I fell asleep probably around halftime. I, I, actually, in fairness, I was watching the Flyers and then a little bit of the Sixers while that game was going on and then never turned it back on, just went to bed. Smart man. Yeah. Because it was a, a blowout, 25 yeah. nothing. But before we jump into it, yeah, Rob, I believe we have a mailbag. Dude, it's mail time. It mail is mail time. time. Um, so the first mailbag question is a two-parter. I don't really know if we have an answer to the first one, to the first part of it. All right. Um, but uh, how did you guys meet, and how did you come up with the idea for the podcast? All right. So uh, you want to take the first one, I guess? Because I don't really know the answer to that. Well, I mean, I thought we met at uh, my niece's, your girlfriend's graduation, where we made bets literally on the spot, day of, in the stands, <laughs> of how many times they're going to get the butchered name wrong, the anthem goes a little over the minute and a half mark, how many caps go up in the air, <laughs> like it was... And how many people would stumble across the stage. Exactly. Yes. But no, that wasn't... and. I want to say it was Thanksgiving. You said five yeah. years ago. It was like four years ago. I think it was 2017. 
for Does like that two even minutes count, though because it was two minutes and i briefly said hi didn't really speak <laughs> and then we just went our separate ways and then said goodbye yeah <laughs> i i get i think i had gotten done work and came over and then you and like four other people headed out and then yeah, my just family. Like the two of us left yeah and then we were, we were like babysat my niece that night oh jesus yeah i don't remember too much about that i mean i guess first time we hung out was at that barbecue a few months ago that travesty no i think the the first yeah i guess that was the first time we did hang out yeah but the first time we actually like yeah, sat down and like talked was the graduation oh the graduation where yeah. we just made bets <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the uh the podcast was uh that's Initially. where the, the seeds were planted see how it comes full circle yeah how did you come up that's with a long idea? circle that's a two and a half years yeah i think it was like oh i think you should do a podcast you so went, you, oh, I've been wanting to do one. Need a partner, dance partner. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. So you had heard of me long before we actually met in person. Yes, I did. Correct? Yes. Yes. There was like a group chat between uh, my nieces. <laughs> and uh, anytime one of them dated someone, the other would throw the other <laughs> name out. And I would be like, excuse me, who's that? And it just be that awkward, like, oh, shit, I wasn't planning to tell you who I'm dating, but here goes nothing. And uh, you came up, and I was like, what? Yeah, he <laughs> plays baseball. He's a good guy. He's been good to me. I'm like, excuse me? All right, what team does he like? That's big right now. I think you said something about Chase Utley and the Phillies. I was like, all right, he's good. He can do no wrong now. However, you uh, you ripped me, and you don't remember this. <laughs> I probably don't. The name, you, Rob? <laughs> you asked what my, uh, what my main pizza toppings were. And, <laughs> yeah, so and you got be mad because I didn't say bacon. <laughs> Oh, because she likes bacon. Yeah, but bacon, bacon. Doesn't, go on, doesn't go on pizza. How dare you, sir? I will take that to my grave. That's a lonely, sad grave. <laughs> when I visit your grave, I'm going to throw a bacon at it. Well, that's fine. But bacon's fine with pretty I'll much do anything my, else. I'll do my best to pry open the casket and throw a bacon right on your face. Do you like chocolate? Close. No. That does not belong on pizza. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chocolate's like the number one like most eaten thing in the world. Ugh. Doesn't go on pizza, does it? Pineapple does, though. I, I don't put bacon on my pizza because I'm not intending to offend any of our uh, Muslim listeners. <laughs> I don't what know if you've looked at the uh, at the big world map here on Anchor. The big world map. Um, isn't yeah. there a big map on Anchor that'll tell you there where your actually. listeners are from? For the most part, yeah. We had somebody in Germany at one point. At one point, they were like, you know what? Nine. So, not for me. Huh? Germany, Norway, and Ukraine must have been accidents on their part. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I do see it. Yeah. <laughs> we do and have uh, when I click a it, couple like, non-binary data. listeners, too. Shout out to the non-binary club. Yes. To the he, hims, she, hers, he, he's. Well, I have also not specific, not specified, so I guess they're in transition. Fair. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah so we technically met. Right, we technically met like what six months ago, five months ago. Yeah, at this like infamous, formally, I guess. In this infamous barbecue. This barbecue is gonna get its own episode one of these days. When we have redacted on. Hey man. If redacted ever comes on, redacted. If you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> you can come on. Like, explain to me the the method behind this. Invite explain people. Explain to me what your but electric bill was. <laughs> Explain to me the 75 degree air conditioning when it was 85 outside. That's how you keep the guests away from you. True. 
Nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, I digress. This this second mailbag question doesn't oh, really have a way. ton of uh, what's up. By the way, Redact, if you're listening, how did that rib taste off the ground? <laughs> no, <I'm just> joking. <laughs> That's another surf another day. It landed on turf. <laughs> on natural turf. <laughs> That's the crazy part. All right. So this uh the second question does not have a ton of context behind it. It's literally three words. Um Embiid okay. or Jokic. That's now, a lot of possibilities. Like who would you rather open to interpretation? Yeah. <laughs> who would you rather? So I broke it down to three things. Possible questions. All right. Who's better? Who do you like more? And who do you think deserved MVP last year? I like Jokic's play better. Who I think is better? Embiid. And who deserved MVP? Embiid. I think Jokic only won MVP because Embiid didn't play the full season. So, Well, yeah, that's, that's He sure. wins the perfect attendance award. <laughs> um, I like Embiid better Embiid is better um, so Thursday night yeah Thursday night football what a debacle this was terrible I mean um, I so there was apparently you. so you remember how the uh, Patriots overcame the now infamous 28-3 to deficit in Super Bowl 51 yeah so apparently and now this is not confirmed because I, it was a tweet but apparently last night there was a uh, like a three hour and twenty minute long, I'm sorry, three hour twenty eight minute long, uh, like solar eclipse or something or lunar eclipse. Okay. And of course the Falcons and Patriots played on the same night, the twenty eight to three. <laughs> um, so go figure. Um, uh, so the Patriots won twenty five nothing. I fell asleep. Did you watch it all? I forgot about the game. I had no idea the game was going on. I was out and about. Yeah, I put the Flyers game on. Uh, they actually came back with a minute left in the third and tied it when Len lost in a shootout. And the Sixers, of course, which we'll get to later, they had a nice game last night. But this game, oh boy, really? It was that. Well, you, you it, fell asleep it was on bad. It. I needed a cigarette after watching some of this, um, <laughs> and you don't even smoke. Mac Jones. So they won twenty-five nothing, which is a horrifying score. First of all, damn. Um, Mac Jones was twenty-two of twenty. Six for 207 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. Matt Ryan, 19 for 28, 153 yards, and two interceptions. The Patriots defense had two interceptions and four sacks. I believe one of the interceptions was returned for a touchdown. Um, so Matt Ryan really never got it going. He was missing uh, Calvin Ridley again. Kyle Pitts was pretty much non-existent, and Cordero Patterson was out. Mike Davis had three carries for one yard. Um, so That's I mean, tragic. there's not a whole lot to unpack from the game itself, aside from how good the Patriots defense appears to, to be. Um, but my first question that I thought of when I saw the score and I looked at the box score and everything, do you believe that the Patriots defense, I'm sorry, the Patriots are a dangerous team as we approach the back end of the, the schedule? See, si, senor, uh, they are clicking. They're getting better. Matt Jones is more comfortable than he was in week one. Granted, um, he has the starting job once yeah. Cam left, so it was all that confidence. I think we mentioned it. Once Cam left, it was like, this is Mac Jones's team. Yeah. It's his to lose. He has no worries about that. Um, also, Bill Belichick, genius, Josh McDaniels, they figured out a way to help their quarterback and the offense, and then that defense is always, uh, what's the word? It's like opportunistic. Yeah. Like they're always 
feisty, they're grimy every year. You don't think of the Patriots as a great defensive team lately, but they always find a way to be in these games and destroy some of these quarterbacks. Like that stat line, if you just read me the stat line and told me to guess what quarterback is who, I would say the 22 for 26 is Matt Ryan. Mac Jones is 19 for 28 with two picks. That's what I would think. But, I mean, also, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is the Falcons. I mean, week one, Eagles went down there and smoked them. And I was drinking the Kool-Aid thinking, oh, this team's going to go 17 and now. So, I mean, the Falcons, they have their own issues, both offense and defensively, but more so on offense. How about you? I think they're very dangerous coming down the stretch. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're necessarily a threat to win the AFC East. However, they've shown us in the past, granted a long time ago, they get in as a wild card. They're going to be a pretty dangerous team. Um, Any team with Bill Belichick is, you know, I would consider dangerous. Mac Jones right now, they're not asking him to do too much. And the, the job that he's doing is admirable. So I think that right now they're a pretty good team. They're, they're still lacking, you know, that, that big play receiver. I'm sure they were hoping Nikhil Harry would eventually turn into that big play receiver. But I mean, right yeah. now they have Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Nikhil Harry, pretty sure they have like Gunnar Oshevsky or whatever his name is, Jacoby Myers, a bunch of guys that are just like fine. And then they have Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, and a bunch of running backs. So I think their offense can get by, especially in the playoffs when it's cold and, you know, it's a defensive game. I think down the stretch, however, they're going to be dangerous. Um, it's not doing a ton for my my bold prediction from the beginning of the season because <laughs> I said they would be like five and five or six and six or whatever going into that game against Buffalo. Yeah. As it stands right now, they actually have one more win than Buffalo does. Buffalo is in first place in the AFC East at six and three in a virtual tie with New England because they're seven and four. Uh-huh. Buffalo's three and oh divisional record is keeping them uh, ahead of New England right now. And if the season were to end, New England would actually be the number one wild card in the AFC. And they would be taking on uh, Kansas City of all teams in the first round. So and I think they game. can, yeah, they can make some noise down the stretch. That defense is really good. They invested a lot of money into that team this offseason. Got a bunch of guys back who opted out due to COVID. And you know the back end of the schedule is, you know, fifty fifty, difficult and easy. They got Tennessee, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Buffalo again, Jacksonville, Miami. So last two weeks you can pencil in victories, but the next four weeks they have Buffalo twice and then Tennessee in Indianapolis. So you're going to find out a lot about that yeah. team down the stretch. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, but they're like the hottest team so far in the AFC anyway. Bill Belichick and McDaniels, have, they've been here before. And like I said, Mac Jones' confidence is to the moon right now. Yeah. And uh, he just went down to Atlanta and just stifled that defense. So I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah Patriots are dangerous. Team. Um, will they get in? I th- I don't think they'll get in. As if obviously, if it ended today, they, they would be. But yeah. overall, I don't think they'll get in. You don't think so? Nah. There could still be another team in the AFC that gets a little bit warm down the stretch. Or I guess you have to get hot at this point. But a team that gets hot and just rattles off, you know, three four wins in a row. I mean, maybe Cleveland or Baltimore, like a team like that, can get hot. Probably. But uh, Even or Pittsburgh. The AFC I mean, West. Pittsburgh figures it out. Yeah. Chargers. The South. Even even Vegas. Yeah. Vegas probably. might be able to sneak in. Um, my other question, however, this is for the opposite team. 
What do you think the Falcons are going to do uh, with the quarterback position next season, like this offseason heading into next season? So they have Matt Ryan, who's, you know, admittedly up there in age. I, I doubt he retires necessarily, but I could see him on a different team next year. Their current backups are Josh Rosen, who's kind of like a failed first-round pick, and Felipe Franks, who, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen a whole lot of in the NFL. He was decent in college, but we haven't seen much of. Um, well, who do you think the quarterback will be next year for the Falcons? A, a guy that's currently in the league, a guy that's currently on their team, or a first-round draft pick? All three in terms of, let me see. They'll probably keep Felipe Franks. Josh Rosen might still be there. They're going to draft a quarterback. That'll be their quarterback going in. And anybody in the league, they might sign like a like a Minshew or someone of that caliber that's not like a top tier but a capable starter in the league. But I think they're going to go with drafting a quarterback as their number one priority. Yeah. Because they got to move on from Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's great and all, but... As you can see, he can't he can't do it alone, and he has his tendencies to like just look for one target. And if that target's not there, he's just kind of doing nothing really. But uh, for the Falcons, they got to spend money to make money here. So either you go out and get a Russell Wilson, or you try to see if Aaron Rodgers would come down to Atlanta. Otherwise, you got to draft a quarterback. Yeah, and the coach. I think he has like some time left, so he has to figure it out. But yeah, I see they keeping the backups, one or two of them, getting one again in the off season, and then drafting a quarterback. And then whatever happens in training camp, the odd man's out gets cut in the quarterback department. But uh, I wonder if you see them out. Yeah, I wonder if you see them make a play for a like a veteran quarterback, like a Mariota. He was the first name that popped into my head. That would be because nice. there is a small Tennessee connection with Arthur Smith, you know, coming from the Titans. Granted, he was like a tight ends coach before he became the OC. And when he became the OC, Mariota had already moved on. So not as direct of a connection as you would hope, but maybe he's, on, maybe he's on the table. Yeah, maybe he's on the table. And he, he might be able to, you know, breathe some life into that team. I don't know. I think they're going to draft a quarterback also. Yeah. They're going to be drafting early enough to get one. Whether yeah, any sure. of the quarterbacks this year are any good, then that remains to be seen. Um, and then my last question, is Mac Jones, in your eyes, the best quarterback in this year's rookie class? Um, keep in mind, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and um, Justin Fields all went in the first round. I'm pretty sure ahead of Mac Jones even. I believe so. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sir, certainly playing like it right now. For sure. He's in the best situation. I'll give him that much. Uh, you know, Lawrence and Wilson and Fields all went to the direct teams. This Patriots team was, you know, obviously they didn't make the playoffs last year, but that could have been attributed to the fact that one, they didn't have a quarterback. And two, they had a lot of COVID opt-outs. Yeah. So, I mean, all you really needed was a competent quarterback on that team this year. And they would <laughs> probably make a, make a run. So, I but mean, only, interesting though. Not only a competent quarterback, but like a quarterback that's going to, taking all the information and apply it onto the field. It felt like Cam Newton didn't even want to be there half the time. Yeah, I, I don't was know. Even, not even 100%. We could call it what it is, but he wasn't 100% on that field. Cam Newton on the Patriots felt like a Madden move where you're like, oh, well, I guess he is available, and I guess that team needed a quarterback. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It never felt right. 
it was cool, but it never felt right when he was there. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, yeah, Matt Jones right now playing like the best quarterback in this year's uh, class. Will he playing overall like a be? He might be one of the best. I mean, we'll see with Trevor Lawrence to some time, yeah. Lance, Field, and Wilson, but because Wilson's hurt right now, mm. Lance. Lance hasn't really touched the field. Lawrence has his moments. Fields is getting better. Yeah. But it's on the team that you're on. And like you said, uh, yeah. Jones is on the best team right now. Five years down the line, who do you think will, will have progressed the most and is will be the best of the five? Uh, Jones, then Fields. Okay. I still think it'll be Lawrence and Fields. Okay. I think Jones has a high floor but a low ceiling. Like I question how much better he can truly get. That makes and sense. I I question also, this is a topic of conversation, maybe for a different episode, but I question if a game manager can win a Super Bowl in this current NFL or if you need, you know, the playmaking quarterback. Like they Garoppolo was close a couple of years ago and Goff was close the previous year, but can a game manager win a Super Bowl? And maybe we'll touch on that as we get closer to the playoffs. Maybe when we get to the playoffs. Russell Wilson? Yeah, I consider him a game manager too, but he's a little bit more... He, he can actually make plays on his Dynamic. own. Dynamic. Yeah. We're talking about like a he's Chad like, Pennington? Yeah, like a... Who's the guy that won it with the... Trent Dilfer. Oh, um, what you call it? That's a long time ago, but... um, Uno Brow. Delaware. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Flacco? Yeah. Yeah, Flacco, but I mean, that also was almost 10 years ago. That defense... Yeah. I don't know. It's a good, it's a topic of conversation. I think makes sense. Uh, there's also not a ton of game managers in the NFL currently like starter. Anyway, it seems yeah. like every team's got a quarterback. They kind of believe in that can make plays and be dynamic. Um, speaking of dynamic and up and down your Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> uh, they are currently on the West coast. Jesus. They got trounced on Tuesday. They played against Utah. They lost by what? 35 points. It was 120 to 85. Live on the Rough podcast. loss out there. Yeah, we didn't even think about that game. And then Thursday, they beat the Denver Nuggets and their unfair home state advantage <laughs> where the <laughs> air is thinner. Tyrese Maxey, once Went again, off. big game. So they won 103 to 89. Um, Charles Bassey was the best center on the floor. Better than Jokic, better than Drummond. I want to read off real quick Tyrese Maxey's last five games. That's my king. This right is according. There. Yeah, this is according to PaulIsLife.com. <laughs> Joel's king. Uh, Joel now a a proud owner, soon to be proud owner of a Tyrese Max jersey. One thousand percent. I can't wait till that comes here. Hopefully, it fits me. Cause I bought a medium, and I'm hoping it fits me. If it doesn't, tragic. Basketball jerseys run a little big, so I think it'll be fine. I only say treasure because I got my city edition and bead one in medium. And if it don't fit me, I really can't exchange for another size because it's sold out. All of the jerseys I own are smalls and I'm a, I'm a medium otherwise, including the jersey I'm wearing right now. Okay. And what kind of jersey is that? Oh, wait, wait. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Yes, we will save this for the, the next, next segment. segment. Uh, but Tyrese Maxey, last five games. Uh, 22 points, 16 points, 24 points, 33 points, 31 points. Field goal percentage the last five games, 60, 50, 67, 63, and 50. 
And then three-point percentage, 67, 50, 75, 33, and 44. He is blossoming right in front of our eyes. Mike Hang, just doing what he does. I think in the absence of redacted, he is really, you know, taking control and showing that he has like that. That can there's there's something in your genes when you go to Kentucky that just mm-hmm. that makes you into like a legitimate pro. And I, he's got whatever it is. One thousand percent. Also, it's like the similar with uh, Mac Jones. Now you don't have that over your shoulder. You are the starter. This is your you're the floor general. Yeah. And uh, he did bulk up over the offseason. We did see that. We caught that here first live on the yeah, page. Yeah, he's got like an NBA body now. Yeah, he has an NBA body. And he's young, and he's taking everything that he's learning off the season and in practice. And it's and it, you get more experience in game time, in real play-in games, if that makes sense. Um, I was there live, and he went off for about, I think it was the 33 points or the 31 points. He went off against the uh, Toronto Raptors, so that king went off, and he's playing with at a high level and confidence. So I am a big fan of Tyrese Maxey. I would be heartbroken to see him in any trade deal that involves redacted. Unfortunately, it could happen. Uh, Jesus. So they play Saturday at Portland and then Monday at Sacramento. What do you think the uh, the outcome of those two games will be? Dub and a dub. Okay. How about you? I think they'll beat Portland and lose to Sacramento. Beat Portland, lose to Sacramento. I don't know. I think that's just how it'll feel. I don't know. Is it just going playing? off my gut. Probably. I mean, who knows? It's like been Disney's out so playing. long. I know. Seibel's been out just as long. Jesus. But they're still winning and being competitive, and Maxie yeah. is doing this. Without as long as they can stay in these games, they don't look lost without him. Then he'll slot in perfectly when he comes back. Yeah. Um, All right. We're on to the next segment, Rob. Oh, my goodness. It's the MLB Award winners. So we previewed this last episode, and we gave our suspected winners and who we uh, wanted to see win. Uh, we'll keep the best for last. Of course. And we'll start with the uh, the second. We'll start with one of the, uh, the things that pissed me off. Actually, this didn't, <laughs> but the next thing will. Uh, the American League Cy Young Award winner, uh-huh. uh, Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays. Hey. 29 first place votes. There's always somebody that screws it up. All right. Garrett Cole got the other first place vote. Um, Jason Beck of the Detroit Tigers, MLB.com, voted for Garrett Cole. No idea why. Who but is Robbie that Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Ray, congratulations. Really cool to see him. One-year deal kind of bounced around a little bit in his career. Figured it out this year, and that's awesome. So the, the Jays, yeah, the Jays, like we mentioned last episode, they had an ML, I'm sorry, MLB, MVP candidate and a Cy candidate, and they their Cy Young candidate won. So and that's cool. playoff. Potential playoff team. Yeah. Or they um, playoff. Now, this is where things are going to go a little sideways. The oh, National boy. League Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns. Who? So he got 12 uh, first place votes. Of the 30 first place votes, he got 12. Zach Wheeler also received 12, and Max Scherzer received the other six. This is only the second time ever that first in place each received the same number of first place votes. Um, so 
it's a point system. I forget how much each like slot is worth points wise. Yeah. But Burns had 151 points and Wheeler had um, 141 points. Get the fuck out of there. Wheeler probably wins this if he doesn't get a fourth, uh, I'm sorry, one fifth place vote and four fourth place votes. Whoever put him fourth and fifth are just total morons. Uh, we read the, the resume last episode. He was the Cy Young winner. Zach Wheeler recorded 139 more outs than Corbin Burns this season. Oh my God. I'm just. That's I'm 46 red. and a third more innings. Pathetic. Um, Corbin Burns never had a pitch into the seventh inning. Never saw <laughs> a uh, never saw a lineup the third fourth time through because he was in a six man rotation, sheltered. So congratulations on having good numbers the first and second time through the order. But I don't know. I disagree with it. I would have oh, been fine. Too. I would have been fine if Scherzer won. I don't know how you feel, but I would have been fine if it were Scherzer because he was dominant down the stretch. Burns was. Admittedly more dominant, but in a shorter time span. Yeah, like I said last episode, um, I believe like Scherzer is the sexy pick. Like out of those three, he's the big name, and he mm. was dominant going down the stretch. But on paper, what I saw, what you read, Wheeler is the man. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but he was yeah. the man on paper. And I'm pretty stunned that uh, there was fourth and fifth place votes from those donkeys. Baseball the doesn't fifth usually place get it right. Vote. Yeah, the fifth place vote, especially the fourth place. There were four of them. I understand if you have Bueller ahead of them, whatever. But I think it was stupid. American League MVP. Oh, and man. the jersey I'm currently wearing. Oh yeah. I have a throwback Angels jersey for um, those of you Albert that won't Pujols. ever see this. Yeah. <laughs> Shohei Otani, unanimous MVP winner. Right. Vladimir so. Guerrero Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 29 second place votes. Sal Perez got the other second place vote. So Vladdy was almost a unanimous second place <laughs> vote getter. That was a good race down the stretch. I think Vladdy picked up a lot of steam. Otani lost the major league home run lead to Aaron Judge. So it kind of hurt him a little bit. But Otani just spectacular season at the plate and on the mound. Um, a dual player. Can't take away what he did. And then the National League MVP. Real quick, though. Bryce Harper. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, no, if, we spoiled the surprise. I know, right? If Vladdy got the Triple Crown, would he have gotten, I guess, would have been not unanimous for Otani if he had I the think Triple Crown? it would depend on how old the voters are because older people care more about the stats than mm-hmm. the younger people do. The younger people are going to look more at the analytics, you know, the gotcha. fact that he was a two-way guy. I think old people care about batting average. They care about home runs. They care about RBI. So, you know, you might've seen like 50, 60 year old baseball writers in like in Minnesota <laughs> care about it. But I think, I think Otani still would have won it, but it wouldn't be unanimous. Okay. That's fair. And sorry, you can continue. I've kind of fucked it up already. But, uh, who won the NL MVP race, Rob? I don't know. Uh, Bryce Harper wins the national league MVP second time in his career. He's the uh, he's the only guy on this list that had never won his respective reward or that had won the mm-hmm. uh, the award that he won. Otani first time winner, Burns and Ray both first time winners. So Harper got 17 first place votes, good for 348 points. Juan Soto got six first place votes. Fernando Tatis Jr. got two. Brandon Crawford received four, and Trey Turner received one. There's one particular writer in San Francisco that I will get to later, but. 
Uh, Brandon Crawford <laughs> getting four first place votes is pathetic. Um, Trey Turner actually led the National League in war, so he would have made more sense as MVP <laughs> than Tatis or Crawford did. But what does war stand for? Because someone listening to this is like, what? Uh, it's where two countries disagree over something like oil or politics and they fight with guns. It's and Trey um, Turner it's led above, that. Yeah. It's yeah, Trey Turner went to war for his country, oh, like man. Pat Tillman. Oh, um, so wins above replacement. It measures. No, it's not an exact science. It's an analytic stat. It's a saver metric, but it measures, you know, your value, the totality of your game, you know, Pitching, hitting, base running, defense, all of that um, relative to what the league average player would provide. So league average is zero awards, zero wins above replacement. If you're good for four wins above replacement, you're basically over the course of 162-game season giving your team four more wins than an average player would. Mm. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, other sports are trying to iterate it in some ways. I believe... Um, I think it's either hockey or football kind of has it as a stat that nobody really looks into, but baseball is the most prominent. Um, and war has kind of dictated the MVP winner for the last like five, six years. War. What is it good for? Um, well, congrats to MV3, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Congratulations to Harper. It was really cool. The Phillies. We would have had um, two. Yeah. Phillies put together a couple cool. Yeah. Damn. Has the team ever had both and then missed the playoffs? <laughs> that's a good question I can't think of it but granted in my lifetime I don't think it's happened Trout's missed the playoffs a bunch but he's never had a Cy Young on his team yeah. um, Felix Hernandez won Cy in 2014 or whatever but he didn't have an MVP on his team um, I don't know but the Phillies put together two really cool videos one of which had um, Mike Schmidt, Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard in it all congratulating him former Philly MVPs didn't see that and then the other one had uh, Allen Iverson, Dr. J, Bobby Clark, Eric Lindros, all in it. They were former MVPs for the Flyers and the Sixers. I thought that was really cool. That was cool. Yeah. Seeing Dr. J be the first one. Yeah. And then and Iverson with the, the Philly cat. I'm like, AI's guys. finally not wearing a Yankees hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, good, for, uh, good for Bryce Harper. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, he's here. Good, congratulations for them. Harper got hit in the face in the first couple weeks of the season. He was very emotional when they interviewed him after the uh, the award had been announced. You know, he talked about, you know, get, your life kind of flashes before your eyes when you get hit in the face with a 95 mile fastball. So I can imagine how terrifying that might've been for him. And for him to bounce back and not only, you know, go off, but also carry his, his team almost to the playoffs. So that was impressive. So Harper, single-handedly, uh, <laughs> little red bow on this giant poop season that the Phillies had. But happy that he was the MVP, deserved it. Soto sure. would have also been deserving had he won. And even Tatis, but I'm glad it was Harper. Same. Um, yeah. Shout out to Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani, uh, Robbie Ray, and Zach and the other guy for uh, coming in <laughs> second. Shout out to them. Yeah, I don't even know who came in first. Yeah. I, now, Joel. Forgettable. Yes, sir. To the gridiron. To the gridiron. But first, we're going to talk about hockey. No, uh, to the gridiron. Um, so I have a I have an interesting thought here. Now, I'm not Mr. Bandwagon, or I guess Homer, like wearing the green glasses. But the Eagles have a 
pretty soft schedule from this point forward. I'm sure Hazel is. I can hear her. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing now. Um, but the Eagles have a pretty soft schedule, and they currently are only a game out of the third wild card. Hey, man. So we have touched on it a little bit. When they have played against good quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, um, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, they have gotten destroyed, admittedly. They haven't beat any of those guys, although they almost beat Herbert. But when they, they played in against close games with everyone except for Dallas, yeah, they were they were all winnable games, and then that team just took an, a massive ass on on the field. But they were winnable and, games. Yeah, and they've played against three other quarterbacks that maybe aren't as good. Um, you know, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, and Teddy Bridgewater. Now those guys did not hurt them really. Matt Ryan had a terrible game. Darnold was awful. Bridgewater not much better. And the Eagles beat all three of those teams. When they have played bad quarterbacks, they've done well. And right now, as it stands, they pretty much only have bad quarterbacks left on the schedule. So this week, they play the five and four Saints, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, buddy. Missing Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, two tackles, a guard, and, you know, a lot. Drew Brees. Missing Drew Brees. Missing Jameis Winston as well. Then they go, they have to play against three and six Daniel Jones. Man, he's getting wrestled here, folks. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Hazel didn't pee on me. Um, so they play three and six Daniel Jones, follow that with two and seven New York Jets, whether it's Zach Wilson, Mike White, or Joe Flacco, who cares? Taylor, Taylor Heineke the following week. Yeah. That'll be the game, that Jets game. If Zach Wilson and White can't start and Flacco does, since Flacco was God. there and Flacco beats you, Flacco versus Minshew Mania. Bucket. You have to sell him the team at that point. <laughs> so after that, you have Taylor Heineke, three and six. And then you have Daniel Jones, you have Heineke again, and then you have Dak Prescott. So of those remaining games, seven games left, you play six quarterbacks that are either average or below average or slightly above average. And then you play, or well, I guess you have six games against quarterbacks that fit that. And then you have Prescott. But week 18 might not mean anything for Dallas. So, yeah. But it's Dallas versus Eagles. Yeah. Then again, Dougie P showed his cards. So, yeah. Um, that's a four and three schedule if I've ever seen one. Which would put the Eagles right at, right beneath 500, right? They would be what? What are they right now? Three and four and three or something? Three and four. I don't even know what they are. We'll do it live. Uh, we'll do it live. Um, I see them beating. The Eagles are currently four and six. So they would be seven and ten, and and they probably wouldn't make the playoffs. But it'd be seven and ten if they go three and four. If they go four and three, they'd be eight and nine. Maybe clinch a playoff berth. What do you What do you think? I see them struggling against WFT and Dallas. Even if Dallas is like resting their players, it's that game of, oh, I'm not letting you in. If I have a chance to kick you out of the playoffs, Dallas is going to play. I think the Giant game after Thanksgiving will be tough too. That's going to be a sneaky one because it's up there. The reason I don't like the WFT games because WFT is a good defense and Heineke is a capable quarterback. Yeah, and you just saw they beat Tampa. Daniel, yeah, especially compared to Daniel Jones. But then you see them literally twice in three weeks. So you already have them fresh in your mind. Philly it's a bad says, beat, you get them two weeks later to avenge that loss. We have a blockbuster. A blockbuster? Your Philadelphia Phillies live on the podcast oh. have made a trade. Get the fudge out of here. Let the Phillies have acquired from the Houston Astros. 
Oh my goodness. Catcher Altuve? Garrett Stubbs. You're just looking at me. But it gets better. From the New York Yankees, the Phillies have acquired catcher Donnie Sands and right-handed pitcher Nick Nelson as Joel quits the podcast and I have to do it solo. Um, yeah, so the Phillies just made two nothing moves, but I got excited when I saw Philadelphia Phillies acquire. I think I can make a better trade on MLB 2008 game. <laughs> this is nonsense. Who are those people? Garrett Stubbs is actually not bad. He'll be the backup catcher for Real Muto. That's cute. Uh, a backup. Because they're letting uh, Nap is walking, and um, Marshawn is clearly not ready. So I mean, it gives you a backup catcher at least, and anyone, potentially a chance. I'm sorry. Is anybody named Marshawn ever ready? True. Come on. Um, getting back to the Eagles, I do have a a couple hard hitting questions for you. Now I hate to get sports talk radioy with some of these. What is that? But ask the wife of Redacted. Is he really? <laughs> The star of David. I'm like, is he really? I just found this out uh, today. <laughs> what a world. Uh, no. Well, Hanukkah starts on the 29th. So you got 10 days till Hanukkah begins. <laughs> is that what you just said? Um, <laughs> so, sorry. The Eagles, <laughs> I have a couple questions here, and I hate to sound kind of sports talk radio when I mention these, but listen, we have to ask these. You got to do it in your 94.1 uh, voice. Welcome back to the, the Panera Bread Studios. Um, you know, we're talking birds here. The Philadelphia talk, Eagles. We're talking to birds. Um, if the Eagles beige. win, if Eagles win Sunday versus New Orleans, do you believe they got a realistic shot to make the playoffs? Remaining schedule is the remaining schedule is not overwhelming. And a week 18 game against Dallas may not mean anything for the for Dallas. Plus, they ain't winning here. So if they win against New Orleans on Sunday, does that give them kind of an in, like a track to the playoffs? Because let's keep this in mind. If they beat New Orleans, they will have the tiebreaker over Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. Money. That is, that's the, out of the remaining schedule games, that's the the game of the entire season. I think that's definitely the maker, the only one that would probably fit that maker break mold, at least for now. I mean, obviously those Giants and Washington and that Cowboys game could mean something too, but... Those other games are going to mean something, but this one right now is the biggest game of the season for the Eagles. I don't know because we might have to do it live. I don't know what is Dallas's record against the division, but if we have four games, right? I don't think they've lost. We have Giants. We have five games in the division. If we go somehow 5-0 and in the division on this stretch and Dallas isn't as good and we beat Dallas, we could just so, get the division off based off the, yep. the division score. So Dallas is two and zero in the division. Eagles are zero and one. Eagles go five and zero. They'll be five and one if they beat Dallas. Dallas will be five and one as well at best. So, I mean, they're three games back of Dallas in the standings. I think the conventional wisdom tells you they're not going to get in that way. Yeah, they get in the wild card. Granted, Dallas has Kansas City this week, and I believe they still have to play against a couple of good teams. So, get right game. <laughs> I mean, the RGGRG. Are we having one today? We got to have one. I think so. So yeah. Dallas still has to play Kansas City, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Washington Giants, Washington, Arizona, Philly. So their schedule is not exactly the easiest down the stretch. Granted, it's not, you know, remarkably hard, but that's still a schedule that, you know, they're going to have to beat some teams down the stretch. I think they do have a realistic shot, though, of getting the playoffs. 
especially with a win in New Orleans, just like we mentioned. Yeah, this, this is the biggest game right now. Yeah, this is the game of the season right now. And then that Dallas one will be just the icing on the cake to get into the playoffs. And with having tiebreakers over Atlanta, Carolina, and now New Orleans, yeah. the South basically, that's a road to the wild card if I've ever seen one. Yeah, the only concern is uh, San Francisco would own the tiebreaker over you. And God forbid Tampa doesn't win their division. Tampa has the tiebreaker over you as well. Um, Your Carolina now my other Panthers question. Better just Panthers. better not win that division. Well, Cam Newton's starting this week, so. He's back. Um, now, I, this is this is more sports talk radio. However, it's a question I thought of, and I thought maybe it's got some, you know, it, it, let's say they lose this week. Oh, or look, just we in have general. a caller. We have a caller. <laughs> hey, you're live on the PA Turnbull. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Did you know New Orleans quarterback name is like Simmon, but like Sheeman? What are your thoughts on that? You got to add the S to the end of it, like Philly people do all the time. <laughs> all right. How is they're it? They're playing against, they're playing against Shimians and Ingrams. Um, so would you rather win games down the stretch, make a playoff push, knowing the team doesn't really have a realistic chance to win the Super Bowl, or would you rather they lose out? Um, now the pros to this are experience for the young guys, chance. Um, <laughs> he just had a mental break. I can't, I can't read my own handwriting uh, or my chance own typing. Forgets to show out oh, one last chance time. for veterans to show out one oh, last time vets. confidence yeah confidence you get to see what the team is made of in games that matter and the cons obviously a worse draft position um how he's perceived brain power as he drafted a lot of the guys that would have to show out here another year of Jalen and nick next year and then you know if you beat your teams in your division washington and new york have better draft picks next year so what would you rather do <sighs> fuck i'm a i'm a fan i want them in the the playoffs. Yeah. I want to see this team compete. I want to see what we're made of. Like, all right, let's see how. And it's good for experience-wise, like you said, for the young guys, and also this young, possible incapable coach and the coaching staff that's never really been here before. Yeah. I want to see them how they do. And so the playoff time is different. It's yeah. win or go home. So, but the con is severely bad because at the moment we have I think three first-round picks yeah, that's in the say, top baby. ten, fifteen yeah. right now. I mean, in reality, even if if the Eagles are good, those two other picks will well, one of them is definitely theirs, and the other one has a good chance of conveying if Wentz stays on his feet. So, I mean, you're still going to have three picks in the top 32, probably three in the top 20, realistically. I mean, even if Miami wins a couple games, even if Indy makes a playoff push, they're still going to have three first round picks, and that's worth something. And I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen. Yeah, like, give him some some shots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's just I think it's the offensive enough, scheme, yeah. really. Yeah. And if you win enough, then Jalen may prove himself to be the quarterback anyway. You don't need to worry about being high enough to draft a quarterback. So I think there's more pros than cons. That's just a question I, you know, you pose. I'm sure they talked about it on the radio this week. I want to see the Eagles lose because I want the guy, I want the, the I would, corrals from the Ole Miss on the Eagles next. And you should trade Hurts for, for Adrian Peterson. Let's not kid ourselves, though. They should pick up a quarterback, but like in the six seven or yeah. just an undrafted quarterback just just to have i guess yeah because i'm cool with yeah i'm cool with rolling with Minshew though oh yeah as the but, backup because then if if hurts god forbid gets hurt i mean he's he's on his feet so often that he you know he gets hit a lot so Minshew has shown he can win some games in this league yeah and you can always sign you know a cheap veteran as your third guy or whatever or maybe draft somebody later pick up an undrafted guy and 
have kind of like the uh, what they hoped Sudfeld would have become, where it's like that third string guy that you hope you can bring along and eventually make into a game ready guy. He stinks though. One thousand percent. I would bring back Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez doing a good job on Fox. Um, what would you do with Miles Sanders? Boston would, Scott, Jordan Howard are kind of the running backs right now. They're doing the job. Um, Miles, even before he got hurt, they really weren't running the ball a lot. He goes down. They start using the running backs more. Um, I believe Howard and Scott each have a 5.1 yard per carry. Sanders at 4.8. So what would you like to do with him when he comes back? I would ease him into the, the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or split it with Scott. Have Howard as your power back. And just have him out in passing situations for Miles mm-hmm. Sanders. But like you just said, they didn't run the ball when Miles Sanders was there. He went down, then they started to run the ball. And that was the pressure of the city. Yeah. Basically telling him, run the freaking ball, run the ball. And they did. And look what happened success. So ease him into it. Um, and then I guess just see what happens in practice who wins out the job, either Scott or Miles Sanders. But. Jordan Howard, I would have him in short downs and power back situations. Or you have a two-headed monster. Yeah. As a fullback or something like that. Never know. You can use all three and keep all of them fresh. Plus, Hertz is going to carry the ball too. So that's four different ball yeah. carriers that should at no at no point ever be fatigued. And Rager, if you really um, want to include him in the run. Yeah, I mean you can use him for those little short passes, those end arounds, those little sweeps. I would use I would do the same thing. I would use him back and then go with the hot hand as the game goes on, use Howard in the short yardage. Maybe throw um, Sanders out there for a goal line carry, get his confidence up, let him score. Yeah, see what happens. I think this will be a pretty low scoring game, however, this week. Um, which leads us to the week eleven. Yes, picks in the league that pays. I am excited for this. I am too. This is gonna be a good week. So a great I actually week for me, King, because I took an L the past two weeks. Well, you oh, got yeah. the first pick of the week correct. Um, <laughs> yes. I did. I think anyway. Yeah. Patriots. So uh, week 11, we're doing these. These lines are as of Friday night. So I updated these not, not too long before we started recording. Um, gotcha. Let's jump right into it. We talked enough about them. New Orleans at Philly. Eagles minus two over under 43 and a half. Let me double check that because since I updated this, Camara was announced out. Um, Teron Armstead, Andrews, Pete, I believe are both out. Someone else is out. Um, Damn. They're missing a bunch of guys, the uh, the Aints. So if if the Eagles don't win this game, they're pathetic. You going on Yahoo? Uh, I'm actually looking at FanDuel. It's minus two and a half now. And the over-under went down to 42 and a half. So what do you like? Give me the birds. Big. Yeah, me too. This is a must-win game for them. This is their season right here. Because if they lose, I guess you can kind of argue what you said before. Do you try to see if this team can get in the playoffs. But if you lose to this team, you might as well just kind yeah. of slowly but surely tank and put Minshew out there towards the end. I think you will see a lot more Minshew at Week 18. A lot more. Yeah, if you lose this game, you're staring a record uh, where you're three games under 500. If you win this game, you're a game under 500. You're two out of the division. So, And with Dallas playing Kansas City this week and one game in hand that you still have to play Dallas and four, I'm sorry, Five total against the division remaining. Two against Washington, two against uh, New York, and then one against Dallas. So you kind of control your own fate. Plus, your out-of-division games are not the most difficult. Like we mentioned earlier, you got the Jets and this game right here. So this is a huge this is a huge game. We're going to find out a lot about Sirianni and Hurts. 
Um, by the way, the Jalen Hurts anniversary game, first start <laughs> in the NFL was a year ago, and they're wearing the black jerseys again. Is it fitting? I think they knew what they were doing when they did that. They got to go dig Alshon Jeffrey out of his grave and get him <laughs> on the field because he scored the touchdown last year. That was when uh, Rager got the the nice catch on the first or second play that Hurts got in. Rager got a nice... Oh, yeah, he caught one against the, the Packers last year. Oh, thank God. Um, All right, so I have the birds. Yeah, me too. McToops, McToops. I'm writing them down, so... Okay. Don't you worry about it. I got you, King. So next, next we on, have... Yes. Indianapolis, heading down to Buffalo, or heading up to Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, minus seven, over under 50. Let me double check the the line here just to make sure it's updated. Um, we have, yep, seven, 50. Yep, that's it. So, Rob, who do you have as Carson Wentz heads up to Buffalo against Jared Allen, I believe? I don't hate the Colts in this game. Do I smell a hunch? Uh... I've told I told myself I'm not gonna, you know, just d- disregard these going forward. I gotta look at the list and see if I have any other hunches that are stronger than this one. Who do you like? Who do you like in this game? I have Buffalo. It's gonna be cold, most likely. I don't know the weather, but Indy's notoriously an indoor team, even though it's cold down there in Indianapolis as well. Yeah. And Carson Wentz, that turnover poppy is hit or miss in the cold, even though. He played for North Dakota. Should be cold as hell up there, but I seen him here in in Philadelphia. Not the greatest, but it's doable. It's gonna be both quarterbacks gonna run for a touchdown. Mark my words. That's a, that's a one. guarantee. Indy and Tennessee are in another dogfight for the division. Tennessee's got an easy matchup. I think Indy's gonna come out and play. Uh that Wentz line for Tennessee played, is crazy. Yeah, Wentz played well a couple of years ago in Buffalo in the wind. He showed he could throw the ball in that crap wind. I don't know, man. Who did Buffalo play last week? They beat the doors off the Jets, right? They beat the doors off of them. So this is a perfect spot for a letdown. Give me the Colts. <laughs> oh, here I go. Going 3-0, and excuse me, at this point. It's the RGH of the week, the Rob Hunch of the week. Brought to you by <laughs> the uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, brought to you by Could Be You. Yeah, right? Just uh, DM us at paturnpod at gmail.com or pa underscore turnpod. At Instagram. Um, all right. I have Buffalo and you have Indy. That's a good yeah. one. All right. Next up. This one's interesting, too. I have a small hunch about this one, too. Baltimore at Chicago. The Ravens are currently favored by six. The over under 44 and a half. Who do you like? Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm looking, looking, looking. Isn't Lamar Jackson in COVID protocol? Is he really? I saw something that earlier when I was at uh, Red Robins. Hmm. And I saw something. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Misses practice with non uh, with non-COVID related. Oh, non-COVID. Element. So he's in the flu protocol. <laughs> but he misses the second day. With... Yeah. So held out of practice. Now it says held out of practice. So. Six points is a lot to lay on the road. It's yeah. a letdown spot. I, I don't know. What do you think? It all depends on Jackson, but I have Chicago in this one. 
Do you really see? So yeah. You were kind of thinking the way I was. I I think I'm taking the points, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Baltimore to win. You gonna take the points at six? Yeah, I would take the points at six. It was seven a few days ago. I'm almost positive, and it, it, or six and a half maybe. If that grows to a full touchdown, you have to take the points. <laughs> All Next right. up, oh my goodness. Yeah, Baltimore then, right? For the record, yes, please. Yeah. Next oh, up, we have the Detroit Lions, the winless Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions. Heading the Browns down have. To, oh, Jesus, take it away, sir. Take it away. Browns have passed the torch for winless teams to the Lions. <laughs> Remember, a few years ago, they were what zero sixteen. Oh, um, Cleveland, this is you know this is the RGGRG of the week. I'm going to give Cleveland it? to win this one. Yeah, they're laying twelve and a half. I would probably lay all twelve and a half. It's uh, forty three and a half is the over under. What do you think in this game? I would hit the over on the 43 and a half. Think so. I won't touch the 12 and a half cuz Detroit White get like a late touchdown or field goal. That yeah, that does scream back door. Yeah, you're right. Um, cuz that would help me in the points. Uh, I have on paper, yeah, I have the Browns. I want to double check. Yeah. This is my RGGRG of the week. Cleveland getting right against Detroit. I mean, this isn't exactly Earth-shattering, however, but is, getting right. Now, I'm I'm still getting used to Hazelwood. Is that a disagreement bark or an agreement bark? I don't know what that is. They, they play a lot. I don't think they disagree with each other at all. Uh, that's a Benny. That's a Benny bark. I think Benny's like. Mm, I think Benny yeah. has a hunch. I think the Detroit Lions might. She likes the, the dogs. <laughs> He's gonna go bite somebody's kneecap. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. All right. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Um, next, we have, as you mentioned earlier, Tennessee has an easy one, as they host the Houston Texans. Uh, Tennessee is minus 10 at the moment, over under 44 and a half. Rob, who do you have in this game and why? I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to go Titans. Same. There's it. Yeah. There should be no reason they should lose to this team. I, I totally agree. Ryan Tannehill must have to fall off a cliff. And Even the offensive then. line And the offensive line also must have to fall off the cliff. Even then, Logan Woodside could beat Houston. Jesus. Terrible. Tyrod Taylor. He's not playing, right? Tyrod Taylor? I actually have no clue. Did he get hurt again? Not sure. But, all right. We both have Tennessee. Let's not uh, complicate things on that one. Yeah. Next up. Uh, divisional matchup. Green Bay heading to Minnesota. Green Bay minus one and a half, over under 47. Uh, this is going to be indoors. So it won't be as cold. But uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. That line is nasty. They're really expecting this to be very close. This seat, uh, maybe I'm smoking something, but I'm thinking this is an easy one for Green Bay. I would think I'm so sh- too. Sure, Cousins is indoors with Jefferson and Thielen at home, but this is Green Bay, and they're trying to get into this playoff run. They're making this, you know, last dance season. I can't see them losing to Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is a Super Bowl contending team. I have Green Bay in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not overthinking this one either. I'm going to go Green Bay. Although, is it could, this could be a letdown spot for Green Bay coming off a win against Seattle. True, when they shut out Seattle too. Over but under how mean, many? Over under how many quarters uh, of shutout football for the Packers defense? Before uh, they give up a score. Mm. Right now they're at four, I believe. Let's just Minnesota's going to score in the first quarter. You, you would put money on that? Yeah. 
I like that. I like that. All right, next we have the Miami Dolphins and possibly Tua starting at the New York that play in East Rutherford, New Jersey Jets. Uh, Miami comes in at nine, minus three and a half, over under 44 and a half. Who do you have in this Miami versus? I'm going to go Miami Jets with this one. Additional game. You got Miami? I don't think the Jets are good enough to win it. Even a game against Miami, they can't win. Likewise, I have uh, Miami. Oh, here it is. I set it up perfectly for you, sir. What is the next game? Next game is the Ron Rivera revenge game. Washington yes. football team at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina minus three at home, over under 43. Cam Newton gets the start against our boy Taylor Heineke. Who do you like? Again, that line is crazy at minus three. Someone got shot. <laughs> As Rob attends to uh, the pups in the studio here. Um, I'm going to go. This is going to be a good game. WFT. Without Chase Young, please, prayers to that young king. Um, the defense is still good. Heineke is playing pretty well. He has like a grasp of the the offense. Ron Rivera is looking out for blood. He knows that team. I, mean, I don't know about the personnel, how much they changed, but Cam Newton's coming back. First home game, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, because they were on the road in Atlanta. So, yeah, I got the Panthers big, but. It will be close in that first half. How about you, sir? I don't really know because this feels like it could be a letdown game for both teams. Washington beating Tampa Bay at home. Carolina beating Arizona on the road. Feels like a tough game. Uh, That's why they were in Arizona, not Atlanta. My fault. I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go Carolina. Not bad, not bad. Maybe was, they think they can make a playoff push too. Yeah, I was saying that uh, Heineke is a pretty capable quarterback. He has a grasp over the offense. Defense is pretty good even without Chase Young, but he makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. But then Cam is at home now. And Ron Rivera is looking out for blood. So it's going to be close, but I think Carolina smashed, smashed that line too. Minus three. I think they, they got a good touchdown on them at least. Um, okay. Last uh, early window game, San Francisco hit, flying across the country to the United Kingdom's Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> in Jacksonville. 49ers are at minus six and a half, over under 45. Rob, who do you have? Because for me, this is not complicated, but Jacksonville does surprise teams, and I feel a hunch as I say that, but I have 49ers for the record. I don't know. I I feel hunchy right now. Hungry or hunchy? Hunchy. Mm. I'm I want to go with Jacksonville, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna go San Francisco. This might be the one that will bite you in the butt, be like, damn it. It will be. <laughs> All right. Now we're into the three window late windows, excuse me, uh games of four I o'clock. I hate games. this. I hate it when there's only three games at four o'clock. It's so boring. You go from not being able to see any of any game in the first, the one o'clock window on red zone. Cause it's just like, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then uh, the four o'clock window, it's like, and this team's going to punt. Uh, <laughs> this, this game's at commercial. Uh, this game's at halftime. So here you are watching a drive where Teddy Bridgewater is 
leading his team and it's third and eight, but the other two games are not on right now because one's at halftime and one's at commercial. So here's the Broncos and the 49ers. Like <laughs> the four o'clock window sucks. It it feels like it's there. It's just like an extended bathroom break for people between the one o'clock window, which is chaotic, and then the eight o'clock game, which usually has a big buildup. It's like this is when you got to go mow your lawn or something. <laughs> because we all waited for Sunday Night Football. We all wait for Sunday Night Football. I mean, but so, this since, this three game slot here, yeah, it's pretty good. Two uh, divisional. You got Dallas and Kansas City. If that's gonna be Kansas City of the old, and Dallas comes back as the leading NFC East team, and then the game that we're gonna talk about right here is the number one still seated Cincinnati Bengals against the Raiders, who have a chance to get in the playoffs. I mean, it's yeah. a good three game slot. It's be a good game. Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Since he is minus one, the over-under is 50 and a half. What are you feeling? I wouldn't touch that at all. I wouldn't touch anything on this game. I would just watch it for fun. I wouldn't either. I don't know. I don't like the over. I don't like the under. I don't like either team all that much. If anything, I would take Jamar Chase for a touchdown. That's it. And it won't even, it'll have to be in a parlay with something else. The only thing I feel strongly about is the winner of the game. And that's like barely strong. I would like the Raiders, but Cincy is better than we've seen so far, so I got Cincy. I'm going to go Raiders. Ooh. Just because I think at home they have a slight advantage. Okay. I like those fan bases. Yeah. Um. Next. This could be the game of the week right here. Could be the Aikman-Buck one. Dallas. Ooh, let me check at, that. Or Romo. Oh, if it's Romo. Uh, it'll be the Dallas Cowboys, the boys, heading down to Kansas City to face uh, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are minus two and a half, over under 56. This is by far the biggest over under. It's in the high 50s at 56. The next highest was the game previous at 50 and a half. Uh, Rob, who do you have? Why Rob has a face like that? I think he might have just... One of the dogs might have just took took the Browns to uh, his floor here. So they um, gave they gave Jim Nance and Tony Romo Baltimore at Chicago. That's a joke, so, right? Somebody's in trouble. That's nasty. That's nasty. Oh, God, the Eagles have Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Shannon Spake. Who? I'm I'm listening to the radio. Uh, you're right. That is Buck and Aikman that have the Dallas Kansas City game. Uh-huh. Uh, I have Dallas. That's my dog, hmm. right here. That's my hunch right here, Dallas. Because I'm not convinced Kansas City is back. I am. Kansas City is winning. There you go. This is the uh, the fifteenth consecutive get right game for Kansas City. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixteenth. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it'll that. be close. Benny, I think this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be a good old-fashioned shootout. So you Maybe like the, the first one that we've had. Do you like the 56? I like the over. Damn. Okay. And now, last one, Rob, before we hit to the Sunday night football, because, you know, Mike Francesca and I have been waiting for it. Before primetime, we have Arizona at Seattle. Arizona minus one and a half. Kyler Murray trending in the right direction. Could play. Russell Wilson back, very rusty last week. The over-under is 47 and a half. Who do you like? My alarm says otherwise. Um, How many go? Yeah, right. 
if Kyler Murray, see the thing is, we're we're recording this on a Friday night. <sighs> mm, I'm gonna take Seattle because Russell is back. They're at home, and he was rusty as all can be in that first game. So he'll be back, and I think he's looking out for blood. So I have Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle as well. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to be a game-time decision again. Yeah. So it's too it's too risky. Well, right. well, well. Here we are. Prime coach. time. Prime We got time. two barn burners for prime time this week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pittsburgh at the L.A. Chargers. Sunday Night Football, Al Michaels. Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya. I'm surprised they didn't give this one to Tariko. Chargers minus five and a half, over under 46 and a half. Who do you like? The only reason they didn't give it to Rico is because it's in LA. Yeah, it's indoors, so Michael's just not to worry about going to the bathroom every five minutes. Plus, is is it's in his home state, I believe, in California. So oh, he's really? Gonna, he's gonna be chilling. Yeah, that makes wow. sense. All right, cool. Um, I have the Clippers. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go Chargers as well. Yeah, I have the Chargers. They they gotta get it right at some point. That's yeah. uh, this the is consistent the... RGGB. This is the J the J R G R G of the week. J R G G G G the Yeah, I have I have the Chargers. So we both are on the Chargers. Yeah, I I think it'll be a decent game. I think it'll be close at halftime, and then the Chargers pull away in the third and fourth quarter. That makes sense. And now last game Monday Night Football for Week Eleven. It is the G-Men heading down to Tampa Bay. Against the defending reigning Super Bowl champs Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Buccaneers open with ten and a half, minus ten and a half, over under forty nine and a half. Rob, need we even discuss this anymore, or do we take into consideration that the WFT did beat this team last week on the road? I think I'm more interested in the line. And when I looked at this, I thought the first score that came to my mind was twenty one ten, which would put it right on that line. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably what they wanted. Um, I'm going to go Tampa, and I'm not going to think twice about it. Same. Tampa yeah. Bay. This is a, this is a good old-fashioned RGGRG. <laughs> a couple of them this week. What, we got three this week? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. then, uh, and I, I think Tampa. Me. Yeah, the Just running out of acronyms at this point. All right. So Next we have we four. Have. We have four differences. I have Do Buffalo. We? You have the Colts. I have the Bears. You have the Ravens. I have Bengals. You have Raiders, and then I have Dem Boys, and you have the Chiefs. That's gonna be a good game. Uh, no, do you think the Monday night game will be good at all, or do you think it's just gonna be a slop fest? Uh, it's gonna be a slop fest. Tom Brady is yeah, gonna be looking for blood. Giants stink. Danny Dimes might go off though on the run. Watch, we say that now, and the Giants are gonna win. They almost beat Kansas City. They should have beat Kansas City a few weeks ago. Should have. That's when Kansas City was bad. Now they're good again. That's what you say. I don't think so. All right. It is now time to trust the parlay. What's funny is this is called trust the parlay, but we've never parlayed anything on this segment. I guess if you put all three of these together, it becomes a parlay. So I guess that's going to be my way around it. Um, That could just change it to trust the podcast. Yeah, honestly, it should be that. So we have a lock, a dog, and a lay. The lay can be either you laying points or taking points. Um, we just call it that because you can't really just call it the lock, dog, and either lay or take. 
of the week. It's lot it sounds a lot better when it's locked dog play. Um what would you like to start with? You want to start with the dog since we kind of already announced the uh the picks that we already have? Sure. All right. Who is your dog of the week? The Dallas Cowboys. Dem boys. Dem boys. My dog, I don't really know if I picked. I only I think I only picked one dog. Um yeah, I think I only well actually two. Because Seattle's technically a dog. I'm gonna go Indianapolis at Buffalo is my dog. Not only will they cover that plus that plus seven, they're gonna cover that money line. They're oh. gonna win that game. Oh so, well, the Indianapolis school. Now it, we have to ask this. Yeah. Because we, we didn't ask it last week. Do you think any of these games have tie potential to them? God damn it. I have one game that comes to mind that might be a tie. <laughs> Detroit. I San Francisco at Jacksonville is a tie candidate. Jesus. Miami at the Jets. Miami is the a Jets tie candidate because they're tie candidate. They would probably both prefer to lose. So. Actually, the Eagles and New Orleans Saints could be a tie. <laughs> oh, it depends how which Jake Elliott shows up. Jesus. That'd be tragic. Um, so you have Dallas Cowboys. I have the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, sir. Now, yes. who is your master lock lock of the week? Rob, I'm just going back and forth. I'm I'm picking a risky lock here, which is crazy because a lock should be a lock, but yeah. I'm this kind of confidence. I have your Philadelphia Eagles as the locks of the week. Hey, the birds is gonna cover the two. The birds. Um, Damn birds. I, the I don't birds. really don't really love any of these. Um but you said Kansas City is back. I guess if, if I wanted to get technical, my lock could be Indianapolis plus seven, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will go my lock of the week. The silence is deafening. Ugh, this is tough. You see the steam coming out of his ears through the headphones. So I'm tempted to take the under in the Baltimore game. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to go Kansas City minus two and a half. Kansas City minus two and a half locked in. And now last one, laying the points. Rob, who are you laying points on for this week? It's another tough one. Because I don't really like any of these. Like what? I guess the only one that I kind of like is Green Bay minus one and a half. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with that. And I have Cincinnati at minus one. Yeah, that game's impossible, man. I don't. It, I could see either team covering that by six, or that could be a one point. That'll be a push. Watch. Watch that be a two point game. I'll be like, the yeah. have answered. I don't know. I don't know how to read that game at all. Yeah, the line makes it more complicated. I wish the line were like four, because then I could just pick a winner and be fine. <laughs> These two lines remind me of when the Eagles. Uh, hosted the Chargers, and we were like, "This is a no-brainer. Chargers yeah. should be blowing the doors off this team." Yeah, Green Bay minus one and a half feels dangerous. It feels like a minute. That feels like a Minnesota line. If you're listening, just bet Minnesota money line. And then we'll be clipping this and posting it on the. On <laughs> wow, the we're never wrong. <laughs> we have to just record two episodes every week. 
where we just pick the opposite thing and then we clip them together. Technical difficulties, couldn't get the episode out in time. It's releasing on Monday, <laughs> but it's all the correct picks. All right, so we got all the picks? Yes. All right, Rob, let's do this over and let's just pick the opposite, okay? So I'm going to go okay. with New Orleans, okay? So give me the Giants at Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> We're not wrong. We're not wrong. All right, sir. We're at the final segment of the show. Final two segments. What's the other one? Oh, how can I forget? Oh, the wins and losses. The wins and losses. Sir, I only have one L. That That's the only L that needs to be mentioned. I have one L and then one W. All right, you go first with the W. All right, my W, the Philly Fanatic is back. Ayo. The fake Fanatic is gone. The Phillies settled or whatever. I don't even know how the lawsuit ended, but the Phillies have the rights back of the original Philly Fanatic. No more fins underneath the arms. No more powder blue above the eyes. The Fanatic is back, and I'm thrilled. I think ticket prices have just skyrocketed to the moon. I wonder if you have like a Fanatic doll from like the last year or two, if it becomes like valuable over time because it's like the fake Fanatic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like uh, Ben Simmons City Edition jersey. <laughs> he will never wear that shit. And, that's, and know, that thing sold out. So I don't know who that is. <laughs> right? He's never played for this team. I haven't seen him on the court yet for the 2022 so, season. I'm intrigued because you said your L is very obvious. And I don't even know who it is. All right, sir. <clears throat> I don't know if you caught this, but credit to our boys over on Instagram at John Boy Media. Oh, wait a second. Damn I don't it. know if you caught this. I did. I know exactly what it is now. <laughs> Your Cleveland Indians became now. Who? Yes, exactly. The baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, have changed their name <laughs> and logo to the Cleveland Guardians. Well, Rob, did you know that the Cleveland Guardians logo legit <laughs> fell off of the team's store on its first day that it opened? <laughs> the picture. I can't is, believe I didn't realize. I forgot about this. <laughs> the picture is. It's like literally. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I think it made a dent onto the. It's like literally sidewalk. face down on the ground. Yeah, it's so funny. And it, and to this to this moment, I don't even know what the Guardian logo looks like. I just know that it looks face down. <laughs> that is, that I, is the only L that needs to be mentioned. That's so funny. I forgot all about that. I saw that not even two hours ago. I sent it to my friends. <laughs> it's just it's so sad looking. And there's like a ladder in the background, just like off to the side. That's hilarious. That is gold. My my L's not going to top that, but that's funny. Like I said, it's the only L that needs to be mentioned. Yeah. My L is going to go to Susan Slusser, not only for having <laughs> such a stupid name, but for having a stupid ballot. This is the worst, most valuable player ballot I've ever seen. Give so for me. National League MVP, you know what she was doing here. She was trying to keep it out of the hands of um, Harper, Tatis, or Soto. She put Brandon Crawford first. First of all, she's a Giants writer, which is why she did that. Secondly, she has Trey Turner second. I understand that. But then she has – this is where it gets sideways, dude. She has Tyler O'Neill from the Cardinals third, Fernando Tatis fourth, Bryce Harper fifth, Juan Soto sixth. How do you have Juan Soto sixth in the, in the MVP race and Harper fifth? Is beyond me, and she deserves to be fired. <laughs> they should send her back to Oakland, where she would be irrelevant again, because that's a horrible ballot. That's nasty, brutal. Not only does she have the dumbest name I've ever heard, <laughs> Snuffleupagus <laughs> over here, but the worst ballot I've ever seen. And then she wrote an article to try to defend it. 
Look, Brandon Crawford hit 20 bombs and he had really good defense. Yeah, that took you really far in the playoffs. Whatever. Someone's great. Put, put Bryce put Bryce Harper on. Yeah. Yeah, it's our first what's your gripe of the season. Put Bryce Harper on the Giants and he's hitting 40 balls into McCovey Cove. Put Brandon Crawford on the Phillies and he's probably not even hitting 300. What a bum. <laughs> Brandon Crawford's a heck of a player. Don't get me wrong. She also had Buster Posey on her ballot. Fucking moron. <laughs> Buster Posey? Yeah. Unbelievable. She had him 10th. I probably just like out of like respect, but still, it's pathetic. They should not let. I, this is what sucks. The, the Baseball Writers Association of America. It's a bunch of people that don't actually watch every game. They just watch their own team. And Susan Slusser used to work for the A's. Now she works for the Giants. Puts out this ballot and puts Brandon Crawford first. It's pathetic. I understand he deserves votes. Put him fifth. I don't care. Her bias he, there, is showing. You cannot tell me he's he was a better player than Soto, Tatis, and Harper. Turner or Harper this this season. It's, it's just pathetic. Or cut or McCutcheon. Like, how dare <laughs> Yeah, listen, Brandon Crawford had a good year. He had a renaissance year. A lot of guys on the Giants did. They were a good team. I was rooting for him, but, but that's just so bad that I can't even get, I can't wrap my head around. I mean, I can't wrap my head around it because I know why she did it and how she did it. <laughs> and the system is in place so that this happens. Yeah. But it's still, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with it. So she's my L before I get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we have two strong L's here. Um, yeah. I you thought you couldn't top it, but I think you did. You did a well job, a Whatever. swell job here. Susan Slusser. Dumb. When I think of me. when I see that name, it just makes me think of when you step in like sludge, like like what's that crap on the side of the road when it snows? It's like the dark snow and it's just really wet and it soaks through your boots. That is her. <laughs> Slush, slime, whatever. Sludge. Yeah, sludge. I believe. Whatever. Snudge. Snudge. And well, I'll tell you, I'll raise you this much. Engine sludge could have put forth a better ballot <laughs> than her. Now let's not let Jim Salisbury off the hook because he took Tatis and Soto out of his top three in an Wait. effort to keep Harper at the top. So <laughs> listen, we, we got to call a spade a spade here. Philadelphia's yeah, right. own Jim Salisbury from the uh, the Inquirer. He or Daily News, I mean, he did put um, Harper first, and then he put a couple other guys up there that shouldn't have been. So, but Susan Slusser putting Crawford first is pathetic, and she should be fired, fired into the sun. We did it. We broke him. We broke him. He's he's gone. No, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Yeah, red as all. All right. Well, before we run out of oxygen, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) uh, To put a cherry on top of this episode, so I actually don't know what our schedule will be like next week, uh, recording wise, um, because Wednesday and Friday are the days we usually record, and that bookends Thanksgiving. Um, We might do it on Tuesday. We could, yeah. I I work both days, but I'm available most likely after both work days. Um, Black Friday, I don't really have any plans, but. Um, work for this yeah well that um but top five thanksgiving foods for this segment uh, as we lead into the holiday yeah i thought we were done the episode (laughs) Um, i had a good laugh oh yeah top five thanksgiving foods not dish now not me well now yeah so in fairness this is anything you could have at thanksgiving this is uh so my honorable mention is really just like something that is only featured at my own thanksgiving but uh, this could be anything. It could be sides. It could be the meats. It could be the uh, the dessert. Whatever you want to put there. 
We left this pretty open ended. Don't don't have an honorable mention that has to do with liquor or beer. That doesn't. Nah, nah. Sorry, as you you frantically cross off the honorable mentions. Ah, ah, shit! Uh, All of mine are um, regular foods. All right. So, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, no. I have a dishonorable mention and an honorable mention. Ooh. My honorable mention is going to be meatballs because I make them every year for Thanksgiving, and because really? they're my meatballs are friggin' <laughs> awesome. Um, yes. And your family loves meatballs, and they asked me to make two dozen of them this year, so I'm going to make them. I guess Wednesday. Um. But my meatballs are sixth on my list. My dishonorable mention. I never had meatballs for uh, Thanksgiving, so I'm intrigued. Well, you're coming over this home. year, so. Am I? I, <laughs> I, don't I really know, don't know I'm, what I'm doing. I don't know. I really well, don't know. I mean, I'm, you live in Jersey. I think we're doing Thanksgiving in Jersey, so. Oh, at uh, Redacted House? Uh, breaking news on the pod, yeah. So it'll be 45 inside the house. They're going to put the AC on instead of the air, the heat this time. Um, I mean... I might. I might. We might as well. We can live pod the football off. games. And I'm off. <laughs> and I'm off Friday. Oh, that, that, that's a good. Oh, wow. You got a good. That's pretty good then because Friday is, uh, I would imagine a lot of people are flying out on Friday. Yeah. Suck it. I'm not going to be yeah. there. <laughs> Problem is you're working Wednesday. That <laughs> and everybody working, flies in. And I'm working Saturday. Sunday. Oh, I'm, I'm working Saturday too. Uh, oh. So my dishonorable mention. Uh-huh. Meaning it is the worst food on the planet. I am fingers crossed. I just, I just thought of a second one. <laughs> Go for a second one. Uh, so firstly. Yams. Um, well, that too. I've never had them. But, um, cranberry sauce is pathetic. <laughs> Thank God. Cranberry sauce. When you take it out of the can, <laughs> it still has the ridges from the can. Ew. On the side, when you eat pudding or ice cream, does it still have the ridges from the outside of the container? No, cranberry sauce is pathetic. Uh, the worst food on the planet is turkey. Yeah, we need to stop. We we need to stop rationalizing this. Well, I'm talking about my turkey, you know, the white meat too. This white meat versus dark meat too, which is the last two years, my family has replaced the turkey with a chicken, and we have been totally fine as a result. You having a disrespect? The bird, the bird is moist. There's a sound drop for you. The bird is moist. <laughs> you don't even need that crappy gravy. Turkey sucks. Stop telling me turkey is. You no, know, the other reason people I eat turkey on Thanksgiving oh. because it's cheap. Poor people like us can eat it and not worry about breaking the bank. It's a dollar ninety nine a pound turkey. Turkey, yeah. That's and you nasty. get them free with like any hundred dollar purchase at Acme. They are literally giving you turkey for free. Mm-hmm. You know what they never give you for free? What? Meatballs. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> All right. So that, um, that's, uh, that's that. Now, um, you want to jump into your uh, R fives? I've never had a deep fried turkey, but I heard that's yeah. the way to go. I've heard the same thing. And apparently spatchcocking a turkey, spatchcock, I forget how it, it's either spatchcocking or spatchcocking. It's where you cut out the, you remove the, um, the, like the spine or whatever, the backbone. Uh huh. And then you flatten it and you brine it in the fridge overnight and you yeah, like with salt like a was a dry brining mm-hmm. and then you throw it in the oven flat and supposedly it cooks a little bit better but hmm. you shouldn't have to compromise the way you're cooking the food in order to make it edible you could you could just buy a chicken throw it in the oven and cook it for two hours and be fine 
an air fryer and it's done. Yeah. Fried turkey does sound pretty good. I, I'm willing to give that a shot, but turkey I've, sucks unless it's a lunch meat. I am going to purchase myself an air fryer for uh, Black Friday. Yeah. If, if anything I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to look for, an air fryer on a good deal. And probably a couple of Nintendo Switch games. But uh, an air fryer, I'm going to get. I have one here at the house, but I don't even know how to use it. This thing looks complicated. And it's literally like I can't even put a decent chicken in there. It's literally just put fries and yeah anything flat like veggies. I need something that I can just dump in and cook simultaneously other yeah. things. We don't so have one here, but they look like they would be like Expensive. helpful. We don't have any space for one. Really? Yeah, we have so much crab on our counter right now. Dude, Amazon. I saw one for 120 bucks. It looks legit. Yeah, her parents have a ninja, I think. Like one of the good ones. They got it. Uh, her mom got it for Christmas last year. It was and it works great. Oh, then all right. I'll look at ninja then. But uh, all right, top fives. Uh, I'm gonna go first or sure. Yeah. Um I mine's is a tie. At five. I couldn't decide. But uh, it's it's a dessert, and it's pumpkin slash apple pie. Either pie I am fine with as my number five. I couldn't decide. I couldn't put both on the list because the other four are pretty good. So, yeah, pumpkin and apple pie. Dessert at number five. So I have a tie. Oh. I guess I mine is technically a tie. I have a tie for fourth. Okay. But my fifth is a pumpkin pie. I didn't even think of apple when I did this, but apple is fair. So, a nice warm apple pie, bro. Forget apple. about it. I don't know. I like pumpkin pie. I don't even like pie, but pumpkin pie I can do. Yeah. Pumpkin pie is my number five. And by association, apple pie certainly belongs with it. So let's go. I'm going to steal yours and just do all pie for fifth. The thing is, I can't do a pumpkin pie crust. Like, I can't eat that shit. It's flaky. It's hard. It's like, yeah. I mean, I just eat the pumpkin part. And it depends where you get the pumpkin pie. Some of them are like brown or black near the crust. I'm like, all right, get that away from me. I'll eat it up to that point and then cut it off. But yeah, pumpkin pie and apple pie for sure. Number yeah, five for I'm, both of us. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like chunks, so I'm not as big a fan of apple. But I'm cool with pumpkin pie. Okay. Um, number four, just like you, I I mean, for our family, we do do turkey because it's like the traditional thing, and people yeah. are like, "Where's the turkey?" But there's a side main dish, and for us, we do. Well, we do three actually. <laughs> And the other one will be on the list later. Uh, my number four is ham. And with a side, you know, ham, nice good syrup, honey syrup, and with pineapple. Yep. It is legit. You can't tell me that's not better than a dry ass turkey. Ham is the best meat that you can have for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I understand that completely. My number four is a tie between my like second tier side dishes. Okay. If that makes sense. Ah. Motherfucker. Oh my god, I god. missed one. I forgot to put mashed potatoes on my list. Ew. <laughs> I did not that's something I did not forget. Uh well actually no, I'm not even gonna put them. I, honestly, so my second tier This is a top ten list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As many times as we got. Impromptu, yeah. So my number four is a tie between stuffing and green beans. Because I have another side, two sides ahead of it that are both elite. These ones are like <laughs> Elite. These are like these are like Derek Carr, whereas the other <laughs> ones are like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So this is like the um this is like second tier. This is like the Mike Conley, um, Malcolm Brogdon tier. Stuffing and uh green beans are tied for fourth as like the backup, like the backup dish. If oh there's none God. of the if there's none of the good ones left, 
Mm-hmm. These are like, I'm fine with these. Wow. <laughs> Good. Uh, my number three also includes stuffing, but mac and cheese. But it has to be done correctly, the mac and I cheese. I forgot to put mac and cheese Don't on Don't put no craft singles in there. None of that nonsense. <laughs> I need oven-baked, like, goody, fucking Chick-fil-A-esque mac and cheese in there. If we do an episode next week, we got to do a top ten where we, like, revise these lists. Because I left off mac and cheese and I left off mashed potatoes. <laughs> 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 this is a top 10 list. Yeah, this is and a top 10 And we squeeze it into five. We squeezed it to five, and I made mine five minutes before we recorded. I'm looking at my list now. My five and four and three. Pumpkin pie, apple pie. Ham, and you can add pineapple, I guess. That's two. Stuffing and mac and cheese. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> five on the list. Actually, six on the list, plus pie is seven. Turkey can be 10th, and then mashed potatoes and mac and cheese, I forgot. So that's eight. That I have. Turkey. We're, we're gonna revise these. We're gonna revise these lists and just release them on Thanksgiving. How's that sound? Perfect. We'll put a graphic Turkey doesn't on even hit my top ten. It's not even an honorable mention. It's like disassociated. Really? It's a turkey? dishonorable mention. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I would not. Yeah. You said ten. I'm like, I don't know about that. No. Well, I mean, I can't think of anything. I mean, what? Rice and beans at that point. Them. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. We true. Do we do have beans? rice Thanksgiving. Potato yeah, so salad. Have, like potato a good, like a good. I don't know, green bean. Oh, like casserole. a macaroni salad. Yeah, we're gonna re- we're gonna revise oh. these lists and re-release them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot I forgot macaroni salad too. I mean, Thanksgiving is the fattest day on earth. Yeah, I might as well just go double all the calories. All right, what's your number three? Or did you already say it? Um, did you give your number three already? Yeah, stuffing and mac and cheese. Oh, okay, mine's corn. Ooh, corn I'm on a the big cob? corn guy. Uh no, I I don't actually like. Corn of the cup because it gets stuck in my teeth. So you're I just like regular like corn. Corn, like yeah, just spoonful? corn. The no, the band. I like to listen to corn on Thanksgiving. Um, no, I, yeah, I do Break like on a corn. Leash? So I have a, I have a theory. Go for it. I don't think anybody is supposed to consume corn. There's so many corn in everything that we consume already. Yeah, but we can't even digest corn. It just comes out the same way it went in. <laughs> don't cows have? like five stomachs and they can't even digest corn i didn't even know that yeah, i'm pretty sense, sure though. cows have numerous stomachs i didn't know <laughs> so we're not supposed to eat corn which is why i want it more it's like and, prohibition but like in the maize field and amazingly you have that as your number three it's because it's fire this is the um as you said elite this is elite but it's like like dak prescott elite like right at the bottom tier of the elite list my number one, you're going to laugh at until you try it. All right. Uh, my number two is empanadas. Uh, <laughs> Hispanic cow here. That's that's on the list. That's at every Thanksgiving. That's fine. Empanada. If I could put meatballs on my list and then my number one on the list, that belongs on the list too. <laughs> Empanada is my number two. Beef, chicken, and my personal favorite, straight up cheese. Really? It is God's work right there. That's my number two. All right, my number two. By the way, the only single one on the list so far is my my number two is ice cream. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) That would be my number nine, actually. I mean, cookies belong on there. My number two is ham. I just I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. If it's one of those like pre-cut hams where it's just like all you gotta do is just shove a fork in and the piece just comes off, (laughs) and it's just. So I actually tried, I made a ham this weekend. 
Yeah, I tried making my own uh, glaze this weekend. I don't know how to do it. I did brown sugar. Um, I did brown sugar. What else did I do? Brown sugar, Dijon mustard, and honey. Whoa. And I tried to make my own glaze, and it, it it was fine, but it wasn't as good as whatever they make on those glazes, and I don't know what's in it. So I had trouble with that. But ham, number two, especially if it just like fall off the bone. Like you could make a ham in a crock pot, and it would be fine. Yeah, right. Air fryer at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, get out of my dude. All right, my number one. It is slow cooked pork roast, aka for any Hispanics that are listening out there, ah, uh, benil. Yes, that nice, right like there, pork shoulder, is some tender meat right there. That is, you said whatever was the best meat ham. Disagree, yeah. benil. That's on the I table. I forgot about that too. That will literally slap the shit out of anything on the table. That I is mine. forgot that one too. Especially when it's done incorrectly, bro. Yeah. And I believe your mother, your future mother-in-law. Yeah. Bro, she can cook. She knows it how to do it. Yeah. It's a Puerto Rican. It's in the Puerto Rican blood. I have appropriated the pork shoulder, by the way, because oh. I I can make a good pork. I can make a good pulled pork. Oh, um, that's another one. What I do is I just get the entire pork shoulder. Mm-hmm. I put it fat side up. I pretty much cover it up in my own seasoning, which is brown sugar. Um, all the different seasonings and herbs and spices and everything is thrown in a crock pot for like 24 hours, really? shred it, throw it in with the, whatever sauce you want. And it is, Cholula. I'll send you a video. I took a video of it a couple of years ago. I made one Christmas Eve and I'll tell you what, yes, I'm with you. Pork shoulders, like the greatest meat on the planet. God damn. That's so good. But, uh, I can't my wait number to one, my, my own spot so I can be a cook. Yeah. I, I just want to just. It's be fun. in the kitchen and just try. Yeah, dude, that's all you got to do. All you do is just try. Just um, try. My number one is my own recipe. <laughs> this guy. This is French onion potatoes. Now, you're looking fuddled. French onion potatoes. Hear me out. I have red no potatoes. idea what that is. So, red potatoes. All right. Dice them up into like centimeter-ish cubes. Um, throw them in a bag centimeters right, whatever right, right. inch whatever metric system uh you dice up red red potatoes okay. red skin potatoes football team potatoes yeah put them in a bag with olive oil all your favorite spices you get those little packets of french onion soup mix okay throw it in the bag shake it up put them in the oven for about 45 minutes at 350 i believe i'm telling you <laughs> i'll send you a picture of those too We'll Send put it on the Instagram because I'm I'm probably going to make them this year. So I'll put them on the Instagram for you. Send me a picture of that and the recipe and I'll try it myself. I'm telling you, it's it's fire. And if you make them right, mm, they go. <laughs> they I go. made I made like th- like two bags worth of them last year, threw them in a crock pot and they, they went. So you're telling me at a future Thanksgiving that we're all are sitting together and that hits the table. That is you might the first even thing be I have there to, this year. So who knows? Yeah, it might. That's so you're telling me that's the first thing I got to go for before I regretfully watch everybody before else it's it gone. Before. Yeah, before it's gone. Gotcha. That and the meatballs. We're going to turn Thanksgiving into like a Sunday football party, basically, because meatballs and potatoes are kind of the dishes I go for with football on the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have cable, so I don't know what we're going to watch. Stream it on our phones. Yeah. Dak Prescott, I, I have the Fox app. Oh, shit. Well, so that was a respectable. That'll be the way to go. 
top 10-ish in a top five yeah. list. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to make a top 10 for myself. And if you make one too, we'll make a graphic for the Instagram. We'll put it on there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. This was fun. Uh, yeah. Next week, we don't know what we're doing. Looks like we'll probably squeeze one episode in. Yeah, at the very Maybe least. Maybe both. But if not, uh, we wish everyone, I guess, a happy Thanksgiving, yeah. even though it's kind of rooted in racism. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah, for those of you that celebrated Happy Thanksgiving, for the if we don't speak to you again, maybe next week we'll go a little bit less sports and do a little bit more holiday-ish. Give yeah. a little bit more of like a regular content. I don't know what other what podcasts there are aside from sports and true crime, so I don't really know what people talk about on pods to begin with. But um, I guess we can get away from sports for a little bit too. Comedy stuff like that, you know, just talk yeah. just guy talk or girl talk. Yeah, but um, we can have a guest on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll have a guest on next week. That'd Actually, let's do that. We'll find. A couple guests. I don't know if that's how I don't know how Zoom can work, but uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, we almost got kicked off last time. <laughs> Fuck it, get a uh, degrowth on again. Well, I'll get degrowth on. Yeah, I'll see if I can get degrowth on. Fan yeah, favorite. Yeah, we'll, we'll find some. I'll get Fireman Joe on. Maybe we'll have a four man booth next week. Yo, can Zoom awesome. handle that? That'd be cool. Uh, unless unless one of us pays for. It. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know how much it costs, but I mean, we have a dollar thirty that we've made off the podcast so far. So two dollars and twenty four cents, sir. I think Google Hangouts. I have the special. I have I have like the dollar ninety nine a month Google. So maybe we can do it on there. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll test it somehow, and yeah. uh, we'll get a guest or two on, and we'll have a, but, a nice special yeah episode. So next week, um, if we don't talk to you guys, everybody out there, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving with your family. If you do not celebrate Thanksgiving, have a good Thursday, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you celebrate Black Friday, please be yeah, safe out there. Be careful. Be safe. I work retail Black Friday. Um, come buy stuff from me, I guess. Hey, if you're the, looking uh, for a job, <laughs> apply at GNC. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're pretty good right now. I got a, I got a good new hire and then another one on the way. So for now, until you know, a month from now, with three more people quit, but... Um, like how, yeah, I like your optimism of a month from now. It's probably being two and a half weeks from now. Who the hell knows? Yeah, but um, but Black Friday, if you work retail like myself or anywhere, or if you even shop, just be careful. Uh, remember, these deals will be there again at some point. You can get your TV some other time. Um, other people's lives are not worth it. And please do not drink and drive, especially uh, Thanksgiving night, because that's a dangerous night to drive. So and I, I believe it's also college night too. I think on the Wednesday before. Yeah, a lot of people come so home. Please be careful out there, especially if you live in a city like Philadelphia or New York or Chicago or Atlantic City. Uh, please be safe out there. And um, everybody just be safe. Um, everybody else have a great weekend. Hopefully you listen to this before Sunday so you can make some money doing the exact opposite of what we tell you to do. Yeah. Um, and then laugh at our misfortunes. Yeah. So uh, trust the podcast. Made good timing. I hope you have a great night. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. See you. Trust the podcast.